There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. It's Kyle O'Reilly. Matt Riddle, the king of Rose. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff Jarrett. I'm Rocky Asuka Romero. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk, home of Lou Gowen. Support Wrestle Talk, whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Lou Gowen is, quote the Raven. Nevermore. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. But you really should support Wrestle Talk, and you should follow them and subscribe right now. Ollie told me to say this, so I guess it's okay. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Make sure you watch and listen to Wrestle Talk. Or better yet, take just a moment, stop what you're doing, and bask in their glory. Do us all a favor and subscribe. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support. Thanks. And welcome to the Wrestle Ramble podcast. I am Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, SWAF Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis, on this monumental day where NXT will be going live on the USA Network. Oh, I thought you were talking about the streaming software that we were experimenting with that's pushed the recording back. No, 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 no. I was just talking about, like, I I was going to not talk about the behind the curtain <laughs> stuff and just talk about it. my chair's very high I was getting in the excuses early for why these are short intros and outros because you just want to again just point out that it's your fault um I don't know what do you think King Chopper his microphone's muted why do you always throw to me when my <laughs> microphone's off and I'm doing other things I thought you didn't want producers talking during the intros and outros as well that's what you said tell Randy yeah thing. yeah yeah I know but Look at Chopper, <laughs> all over there. Well, anyway, he's getting let's not, so big for his crown. Let's he's wearing t- a crown, by the way. Let's he's legit wearing a crown. Let's not talk about things that are visual that the podcast audience can't see. Can't we talk about this this lovely graphic offer for the Wrestle Talk magazine that everyone can get, folks? All ten issues catch up with the Wrestle Talk magazine before it goes monthly in shops nationwide in the UK for just fifteen pounds plus postage and packaging. Excellent. Go over to WrestleTalk.com. Bigcartel.com, co.uk. This email in K- this email came in rather from Ivan, who says, "Hi, Luke and Ollie. I'm sure you don't care, but just in case you do, uh, the reason there's no football on at three o'clock is because that's the time Championship teams play, so TV stations can't show Premier League games at three p.m. to try and encourage people to go out and watch the smaller teams. I don't believe that's true at all. That, that sounds, sounds like weird. an eight- that sounds like an eighty percent fact to me. Yeah, that sounds like no. Actually, you're only allowed to show two Premier League games a day, and they've chosen the early kickoff and the late kickoff. Yeah." 
That, that, that's how I figured it, yeah. And everything else can go with uh, Jeff Stelling, I want to say. Jeff. Jeff. Jeff guy. Unbelievable scenes, Jeff. Unbelievable. The guy with all the <laughs> graphics. <laughs> Who says, there's been a, a, a foot goal yeah. at the Bowery. He, Head on over to Charlie. Who's the red got, button. Who's got the, the deets. He's a man who wears a suit who's trapped in boxes of numbers and letters. Oh, he is surrounded by them. I did double sports. You did do double sports, didn't you? On over the Saturday, yeah. I organised a pub trip to watch the football and the ruggers. Rugby. And <laughs> Just in case you're not aware. It was Friday afternoon. I was trying to scramble together a posse. Russell won up and... I suddenly started to go, you know, maybe it's just easier if we go around Graham's house and play video games on the Switch. And the main sports guy I was trying to impress just said, you're already buckling. <laughs> you're already reverting to your video game ways. But that's the fun way. <laughs> like, that's a fun thing to do. It was, but we do that all the time. I was trying and to... And do you know why you do it all the time? Because it's fun. I had a fun time watching yeah. Ruggers. What, what rugby. rugby did you watch? Uh, it was England versus Wales. It was a friendly, but apparently no such thing exists in rugby between England and Wales because they both gouged each other's eyes. Yeah, they take the rugby very seriously. Mm, the Welsh. It's one of the things I'm, I don't think I can really get on board with football and sports in general. And perhaps, <laughs> and perhaps this is, you know... Uh, 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 throwing stones in a glass house. What's what's the top sport for you? For me, yeah, that I would watch. Yeah, um, speed running. Speed running. Yeah, it's in like video Isn't games. Just normally, yeah, running. like no, like no, big, video no, no, games no, no, no. It's got to be uh, an athletic endeavor, and I know you can say, but it's an endurance thing. You got to train for speed running. I'm talking. So well, it's not really. It's a mental thing. Yeah. Nathan. Um, it God. is mental. The speeds they go at. <laughs> uh, uh, American football, I guess. That's the only sport I enjoy oh, to watch. That's the worst one to watch. It's the, only, it's the only sport I'd enjoy watching. It's like a traffic jam of a sport. <laughs> Start, stop. But it's... I mean, they take it well seriously. But the, one of the reasons I can't get into soccer, for our American listeners, or just, you know, regular football, is it's taken far too seriously. And the players take it too seriously. The managers take it too seriously. The fans take it too seriously. And as I said, this does sound like, you know, Stone's Glass Houses because I'm on a wrestling podcast taking this very, very seriously. But I think players are just not fun to watch because they're encouraged to just fall down. And that sort of takes away any like competitiveness of it. And it just becomes this big... It's all about money and how much you earn to do the kick and how much holiday you do or something or planes you drive or whatever. And that, that for me, is not the fun bit of football. Unlike our universal champion, Seth Rollins, who is all about the love of the game. But he's talking about his bank account and he comes across like a twat. And we've said (laughs) as much on this show. Um, we also got this email in, speaking of Rollins and Raw, this came in from Scott, who said, Luke, I've been enjoying the podcast in my car for a couple of years now, much to the dismay of my wife when we're on road trips. Thank you for all the consistent content. I attended Raw on August 19th and wanted to give you some info on the event. <gasps> that was last night. That was last night. So we talked about how, uh, well, this is an intro. I thought you might like this first sentence here. I've been to several WWE events in Minnesota, brackets, which is by Washington, close brackets, over the last few years, brackets, Want even as a guest of Brock Lesnar. Say what? But that's a Rusev, hey, for another day. I mean, no, 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 no. That's Rusev 
hey, for, for right now. Well, he does not give those details, unfortunately. That is, he has teased us with a Rusev hey. A flippant... Look, Brock Lesnar does not have friends. <laughs> He's I mean, got a wife. And Paul Heyman, who is not a friend. He's a He's business a, manager. Business associate, yes. And he's got, yeah, I think he's got a wife. He's got a business manager. And he's a got a, a, yeah, like a daughter, I think. And then he's got things he kills. Yeah. And he's got a few people he kills things with on his hunts. But that's it, right? That's the way I How do you it. get to be a plus one with Brock Lesnar? Wow. That's a was he kidnapped? That's a tear up for I think he was kidnapped. That's a tee up for a Rusev hey for another day. Um, Scott goes into details about sort of the people in the arena and sort of about how they used to do at the basketball venue, which holds over 2,000, but they've now moved it to the hockey arena, which holds 18,000, and even then the top bit was uh, topped off. He said the first main event match was Sarah Logan versus Dana Brooke. Big match. So Sarah Logan is around. Yes, as is Dana Brooke. Mm. Remember she had that little mini push where she was encouraging people to believe in themselves or some sort of nonsense? I mean, both Sarah Logan and Dana Brooke had excellent showings in this year's Women's Battle Royal. Mm. Time filler. The second main event match was Lucha House Party members Grand Metal League and Lince Dorado versus the surprise return of Team Canada, Robert Roode and Eric Young. Whoa, what? Yeah, apparently there was a very small TNA chance. I mean, there should have been a hashtag... No, 10 months free agent. <laughs> 10 months free agents. Raw was mostly what you saw on TV. The audio issue with Elias's mic appeared to be real and not part of the gimmick. It was very loud and very annoying. Another note is that during the commercial break after Sami Zayn's match, Sami taunted the crowd for a while on his way to getting re- uh, getting some great hate. Um, and then the post-show match, the uh, your what do they call it? The dark match uh, was Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. I was going to say because uh, Becky was not on the show physically, was she? No, she was just had That's that little a... uh, little video. Um, right, well, should we get into the outro portion Let's of do this it. podcast? Um, we are going to be talking about some big news from this week's Raw that we won't spoil here. Here's the show. So there was a huge title change on WWE last night. You said you saw it coming. I didn't because I thought they'd go a different way with this storyline. Uh, Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman, two guys who were really set up as the next Universal Championship feud after last week's angle at the end of Monday Night Raw where Braun cleared house, helped Seth Lifted Seth's arm, but then had a little look at that title. Well, he handed the title back to him. Yeah, Yeah, but it was like a lot of, of, uh, I quite want one of these. And then handed it back to him. One of these days, Seth. Yeah, Yeah, one of those. And here, they took on Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson for the Raw Tag Team titles in a match that was set up earlier in the night. And they won. They did indeed win the title. So when I say that I saw this coming, I think it was more of a hopeful thing. Because when the match was set up and they made it official, I thought, okay, I think I can see where this might go. And it's pretty awesome if this is what the direction they're going to go. Is that Braun and Seth win the belts. And then at Clash of Champions, where early in the night they said all titles have to be defended, you're going to have Braun versus Seth as the universal title main event. But earlier in the show, they're going to also have to defend the tag team titles together. And you can do it. That's actually quite a fun little story. It's, it's a great story. And it's they've done... The warring tag partners before. John, I'm pretty sure every time John Cena's won the tag titles with someone, it's someone he's feuding with and is about to have a WWE Championship match with. 
But this time it's one where you actually are defending the belts on the same show where you're going to be doing the, the title match as well. So you can tell the story that they're going to have to get on earlier in the show, but then be warring partners later on. And that's quite fun. It adds a fun little dynamic. And it should add a fun dynamic then to the tag match and to the main event that comes later. So I think it's actually a really interesting way of doing it. Yeah, I think it's a fantastic night-long storyline that yeah. this sets up in the pay-per-view. And, you know, like, really, you want them to drop the titles to Gallows and Anderson, you'll presume, because then it'll be, you know, Braun, if Braun wins, he gets the title, and then you've still got the tag championships on them. It's only one pay-per-view cycle worth of storyline, Oh, I yeah, suppose. you can't you can't do this for too long. Yeah, otherwise the titles are all absorbed into just two people, and it's that stifles the rest of the card. But if you do that, and Seth and Braun lose the match, they're like, oh, no, Seth's like, oh, damn it. Turns around, Braun, power slam, power slam, power slam. Yeah. And then for the rest of the night, Seth's he trying to recover. His ribs. Oh, my God. Here's some more tape. <laughs> now it goes up to my nips. Oh, oh now it's no. super. I can only do two dives now. Yeah. However, however will I win? He'll come out looking like Pudsey the Bear from Children <laughs> in Need with an eye patch. And, and then, yeah, that, that puts Seth at a massive disadvantage for the Braun Strowman title match. That's yeah. how, I mean, that's just off the top of my head. But, like I also said, off the top of my head was where I thought this episode of Raw's storyline was going. Ha ha, I've seen this before. Seth and Braun are obviously set for the Universal Championship match at a pay per view. They're facing the Raw Tag Team Champions here. They're going to combust. Braun's going to turn on Seth. That's going to be the start of their feud. I'm so thankful now that they didn't. This is way more interesting. Mm. Way, way more interesting. And I think it's this storyline only works because we're heading to Clash of Champions. It wouldn't have worked heading into Hell in a Cell. It works because at Clash of Champions, all the titles have to be defended. And so, yeah, so I think it works really nicely going into that show. It makes me more excited for the pay-per-view yes! because of the pay-per-view's Gimmick, Gimmick. Yeah. exactly. I, I, I think it's a bit, a bit of a stroke of genius, really, because you know, as I said, we've seen the Warring Partners before, and it's never really been that interesting. This, for me, is one of the first times in twenty years, I'd say, that this has actually been an interesting direction mm. for for the Warring Partners. Totally, totally. Uh, so this was set up earlier in the night when it was just Braun Strowman versus AJ Styles, a match that was set up after the main event angle of the previous week, and even this, like, by the way. Raw was fantastic. Oh, it's freaking great this week. <laughs> and this is like five weeks now of bloody solid WWE. It's been, it's been such a joy to watch. And it's been getting incrementally better. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, after Extreme Rules, there was an immediate switch. And you're like, ah, that was a pretty enjoyable show compared to the last four months. This is, this is the best it, Raw's been in ages. I think we even ran with one of those titles. Best yeah. Raw in years. And then... Each week, SmackDown's been a bit better. Raw's been a bit better. SummerSlam was really, really enjoyable. Even though we're in the minority on that. Yeah. <laughs> Last week's Raw was fantastic. Yeah. This week's Raw was just... The, like, this is... If you've got an average level of quality that's very enjoyable every week, even this was beyond that. And... You know, you could probably you can easily point fingers at things that didn't work. Like, oh, Natalia cut a bad promo, but like, you know, it's a day that ends in Y. Like, she's about to cut a bad promo, and I don't, th I don't think it was a great follow up to the Sasha stuff. But overall, the show was so good that I don't really mind. I think if you're still going, oh, WWE, it's so rubbish, and you've been watching the last five weeks of TV, I think you're not going to be happy with WWE ever, ever. 
Yeah. And you just like probably wait for an alternative. You can't be sports entertained. But yeah, this Braun-AJ match, it only went three minutes. Let's be honest. It was an angle more than it was a match. But the physicality when they were going up against each other, I loved. Yeah, really, really funny. Because it was AJ, like I loved AJ trying to like chop down the big tree and it didn't work. And he was just like... Uh oh! Now what do I do? And he goes through the phenomenal forearm and just goes swat out the air. It was really, really fun stuff. How about no? <laughs> Crazy flying bastard! So Gallows and Anderson run in and they start beating up Braun, and that brings Seth down, which was you know a really nice mirror image to the previous week. And Braun, this is what I liked a lot. Braun was losing. Yeah, like it wasn't usually Strowman just oh, monster fight off the two people anyway. But they did a very good job of making Gallows seem on, not on Strowman's level, yeah. but someone that can cause In the same ballpark. Strowman difficulties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so Seth ran down for the save. And another sign of how well this is working, how well this is being booked, Seth got cheered. Oh, yeah, he got a, a lot. massive, massive pop for this. And then the, they clear house, and there's a really nice moment where they look at each other and they're like, yeah, we're cool dudes, man. And they shake hands and said, it's like, he shook my hand. Yeah, that's my Seth Rollins impersonation. And John. Yeah, and Braun won't let go. And there's this moment of realization where Seth's like, oh, he's still got hold of my hand, and he's... Yeah, he's really shaking it. And it was a, I thought it was actually some really good acting from both guys. Mm, yeah. And they then told the story later in the show. It's like, look, I know what we want. I know you want a title match, and we're going to sort that out. But first, we need to sort out Gallows and Anderson. We've got, some, we've got some scores to settle with them. So let's have a tag title match later. And they have a backstage meeting where it says, like, follow my lead, Braun. And it's again my role. John. <laughs> And it's like, well, just, you know, follow my lead and we'll be fine. And Braun's like, well, follow my lead and we'll be fine. And it was like some tension between them to make you think, oh, they're not going to get along. And then they had the match. It's like, no, these two got along famously. And it was pretty rad. Famously. I like how in that backstage locker room chat, Seth's talking to Braun. He's looking right at him. Braun is just looking at the title behind oh, yeah. him. Like he's not even being subtle about it. I was going to say, I put over Seth's acting in the first segment, but Braun's acting throughout this was not subtle in the oh, least. I don't care. It suited the gimmick perfectly. <laughs> it was just staring at the title. At the end of the show, when they're holding it aloft. Remember when they did this with uh, Gargano and Champa. You get that little sly mm. little look to the title and that crowd. You oh, and he looked at the title. That's where they're going with this next. Braun Lynch goes, a boom, <laughs> to, to look at the title as Seth's holding it up. The, the best version of that ever is Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, the year before they, you know. The Mega Powers exploded. Yeah. exploded. And they're both celebrating. Hulk Hogan lifts up Ms. Elizabeth and Randy's like, yeah, we won you the What the... <laughs> and the, but it's like this just two second flash of oh brother oh brother <laughs> yeah, and then he like puts it down and then that took a year to pay off brilliant but the this made Seth having the idea of challenging them for the Raw Tag Team titles it's such good baby face booking of a character that they and they must know that Seth needs some rebuilding after how he's had the, the whole failed Becky Lynch on screen romance yeah, totally. and the, the sort of stuff he's said on Twitter just by the fact of here's Bret Hart putting him over. Yeah. Here's Steve Austin via Skype putting him over. I thought that's what Booker T was here to do in all yeah. fairness. But that, like, that, sometimes when you just book people in the right way, it gets over. Yeah, and Seth's a really good baby face yeah. and we want to like Seth. He's just not made it easy on himself for the last month or so. Uh, but then it had this, the main event. And the actual match, I thought, was 
very, very exciting. Yeah, re- and the crowd was so into this as well. Bear in mind, it's end of third hour Raw. The crowd are usually a little bit down at this point, but you're in the ring there with Seth and Braun versus Gallows and Anderson, who've been built so well over the last two months that it felt like a really big-time match, and the crowd reacted to it like it was a big-time match. And we'll talk about it in the larger review when we get to the play-by-play. But again, the in-ring style of wrestling felt different. It felt more modern. It felt less standard WWE. I, f- I really think there's been a, a a conscious change of direction backstage to let's start wrestling in a more modern style. Not completely modern, but yeah. yeah. This is a lot more akin to Ring of Honor and it, it's, a, it's a middle ground between the two. It's more like an NXT style, I'd yeah. say. I can't imagine why. Yeah. 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 I've, no, I've no idea why. What's, that, what's, what's, that, what's that new show going on the uh, on USA Network? I don't know. Some, some t-shirt company have got a, yeah, no, a they're, show. They're just putting, they're putting, teleshopping. A, putting uh, NXT up onto uh, USA Network. No reason. Yeah. No, re- no reason why. I think I'm, I'm sure it was the plan all along. It's about time. Yeah, it's about time. Yeah. Um, but they... Oh, you've, you've made me forget what I was talking <laughs> Sorry, about. Sorry, <laughs> This is like on the Saturday show oh, yeah, where I the, said touching knobs. Yes, and then you yeah, couldn't think of anything. You couldn't think of anything else other than touching knobs. But they, the in-ring style of wrestling wasn't just work over, work over, work over. Hot tag like it usually is with WWE tag team matches. It did turn into that, but they did enough swerves where Braun Strowman was obviously being set up for the hot tag, but then he was he went for AJ outside and took him out. And it was a great bit of camera work where... I, you can't see Braun, and Braun hasn't been hot-tagged in, but he just runs out of nowhere, <laughs> takes out AJ Styles on the outside, yeah. and then gets him, does his like, funny, tiny-step running man thing. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a very exciting match. It really was. And as the crowd went absolutely wild for the finish, when, they, when the crowd realized we're going to get a title switch here, they really started to amp up. And I, I really enjoyed the finish as well. Braun gave Gallows the power slam. AJ was crawling through to break it up and cause the DQ, which Gallows and Anderson had done earlier in the night. Seth from out of nowhere stomps AJ into the earth. Braun pins Gallows. No, Anderson, rather. And they win the titles, and they lost them. Crowd got nuts. Braun gets up with like a... Rawr! We won, rips his T-shirt. It felt like a big, big-time celebration, like they won titles that matter. And really, the Raw titles don't matter at all. But they made it feel like they do matter, and that's important, because then you as a viewer think, oh, maybe they are titles that do ma- mean something. Yeah, Seth's no Nicholas, sure. No, absolutely but not. it's going away. And the, the shots of the crowd, like there were two guys in particular that were just jumping up and down. You know, adults. They were yeah. totally invested in this story. Uh, it was a good crowd all night, actually. Great crowd all night, Minnesota. Yeah. Yes. It was, yeah. Sport wrestled uh, talk t-shirt in the front row. Oh, was there? Yeah, did you not see that guy? Oh, no, us. Yeah. Well done. I think he even got in touch, didn't he? He said, I'm going to a show. He did indeed, yeah. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want Salon Perfect Nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny System, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know. I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny System with code PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20.
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have it to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon perfect nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. But now we've got to thank our $25 a month or more pledge hammers on Patreon, who this week get to enjoy NXT TakeOver Brooklyn as a full, what, three-hour review? It's about two hours 40, yeah, two hours 50, I think, of me and Ollie talking about NXT TakeOver <laughs> Brooklyn from 2015, which features... I think we are in agreement. The best women's match in WWE history between Sasha Banks versus Sasha Bayley. Banks versus Bailey for the NXT Women's Championship, Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens in a ladder match for the NXT Championship, and an incredibly fun tag match between the Vaude Villains and Blake and Buddy Murphy for the uh, yeah for the tag titles. What a load of fun with Alexa Bliss as a manager because that's what they saw her as yeah. at the time. Very, very fun show. So head over to Patreon now to get involved in that, and you can listen to the exclusive podcast there. But for the meantime, thank you very much. Arnie K, the K stands for the coolest dude ever. There he is, yeah. Red Ranger, Jason Ayala. Oh, yeah. Raz the Man Reality. Reality. Yeah, love stuff. Xandermania. It is reality. Running wild. Yeah. What shirt are you wearing today? And there he is, T-Rex Joseph Kalmarin. Nice, see you soon. Uh, Girls on film, Erica Duran. There she is, lovely stuff. Alex the Rojas Johnson. Oh, nice, Nice. I like it. Nice. Marcus, he's got soul, Campbell. Bracket, it's a football joke. Right. There it is. Awesome. Thank you, Andy. Former UFC champion, Steve Ortiz. Oh, yes. Whoa. Barely average gaming. Barely yes. average, describes Screen Stalker. Tyler Sand Bow Selector. Bow, bow, yeah. bow, bow. Uh, don't have a Shane Cowley, man. Don't have a Shane yeah. Cowley, man. Ooh. Roman Maleva. Oh, you yes. are indeed. Just a two ball guy. <laughs> Matt, Re- Matt Rivera. Yes. Ooh, yes. And finally, the Titan, Owen Towers. Nice. Oh, there it is. Yes. Uh, 
Tim Arndt comes in to say, Do you guys think that this Rollin Strowman storyline will be like the Cena Michael storyline back in 2007? To be honest, you could have put Cena blank and it would have been, <laughs> it would have like made the exact same question. Um, I mean, yeah, it's the, it's the warring partner. So, yeah, it is the same storyline. But I think this is better because it is leading into a pay per view where that's the gimmick. Yeah. Derek Ayala says, I haven't super chatted in a while, so I hope this makes up for it. I, ho- I enjoyed Vic on commentary. How about you guys? He made the matches more entertaining, IMO. Thank you, Fiend, for making that happen. Take care, guys. Yeah, it was uh, an interesting dynamic, wasn't it? Where Michael Cole sort of became more of a colour commentator. Mm. And Vic Joseph was more straight play-by-play. I, you know, I like Vic Joseph, but to me... That any any thrill of having him on commentary was more oh it's a fresh voice yeah that's I don't I, I don't I don't feel he added much more than just oh it's different yeah that, I'd agree with that because it's all WWE produced well it seems the chat disagrees with you because mm. Bucky the Ace Ventura says can Vic Joseph please take over Cole's role yeah I mean I yes I I would like that too but then after a while Vic Joseph would just be like Tom Phillips. Exactly. And it's always worth remembering that Michael Cole produces NXT and 205 Live Commentary. So Michael Cole knows what you know what people want to sound like. It's just that he's produced to be a certain way. So if Vic Joseph takes over the Michael Cole role, Vic Joseph will just sound like Michael Cole. Uh, Small Afro Games, a.k.a. Jaron Walker, mm-hmm. says, Is The Miz a future Hall of Famer? Of course he is. Yeah. He's one of the, great, <laughs> he's one of, the greatest of all time. He main-evented WrestleMania. Yeah. And Hall of Fame means is, nothing. It just means nothing. Everyone's going to go into the Hall of Fame eventually. Tomo comes in. Tomo. Say, hello, boys. Guess who's beaten their bronchitis and Yay. is now fully healthy? Uh, happy birthday, Pete. Love everybody here. Glad well done, you're feeling Tomo. better, Tomo. Thanks, Tomo. Uh, Short Kid Gamer says, uh, what do you think about WWE changing The Fiend? That was a report, supposedly. Yeah, Bray's shot that down Mm. uh, to say that it's not true. I don't know where the original story came from. Um, I think we're all so worried because it's so good. Yeah. And usually WWE screws that stuff up. Yeah. So we're just all very concerned. It's like, when, as soon, it's funny, you go to uh, WWE's announcement that NXT is going to be on the USA Network and every reply is, please don't screw this up, Vince. Yeah. Don't let Vince near it. Don't screw this up. Uh, New Tops 4 says, uh, well, I guess we've already covered this, but thoughts on the commentary? No Graves was amazing and it felt different not hearing Cole as much. Yeah, it felt different. Yeah, but, you know, I, I don't, overall... It was still a WWE commentary team, which is of a certain level of quality, I think. The only time I noticed that Corey Groves wasn't on commentary was when Alexa Bliss and Mandy Rose came out. It was the only times oh, yeah. I noticed that he wasn't there, because that's when he becomes a character. Mm. Uh, Robert Banker says, let's start the chant. Thank you, Heyman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that's probably one of the main things. Vince McMahon wasn't at the show, reportedly. This was run by Triple H. Uh, Paul Heyman and Kevin Dunn and Kevin Dunn but uh, Meltzer did say that Vince is all like even when he's not there he's still running the show mm. because he just does it via the phone but there's a very marked difference from when Heyman reportedly was given the book backstage oh, yeah. after or just shortly before Extreme Rules but it seemed to go into full effect afterwards Danny Lum says the Fiend's attacks are getting predictable would love to see him attack current stars or make an NXT appearance to show he can't be controlled 
I didn't see it coming. I was going to say, it's funny people keep saying it's predictable, but the first thing you said today was like, didn't see The Fiend coming at all. And I didn't see him coming in that segment either because I thought that Sasha Banks was such a big story from last week. They were going to do the Jerry Jerry Lawler-Sasha Banks segment. Yeah. So I thought, actually, I'd say it was pretty unpredictable. I liked it. And finally for now, before we get into the main show, Aaron says, how long can WWE keep this up? I'm a 20-year fan, and whenever I stop watching, they get better. As soon as (laughs) I come back, they get worse. I'm cursed. (laughs) Yeah, so don't watch is is the pattern there, and then we can all enjoy it for you. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. Yeah. If you wouldn't mind. But, But seriously... I don't know. Every week, I'm like, well, it's going to get crap next week. I'm g- it's going to get... Enjoy it while we've got it right now. Uh, so I guess it will last as long as Vince McMahon tolerates Paul Heyman. Yeah, uh, that's, that is it, yeah. So as long as he... Yeah. Or until he goes off to do the XFL next year. And yeah. maybe it'll last even longer. Maybe once Heyman gets the full control, or if he gets full control, then that's when it'll all fall apart and, it, and it, maybe Heyman gets too much control. Who knows? Honestly, who knows? Let's just enjoy it while it's here. Yeah. Or maybe it lasts until AEW, you know, folds or wins. Yeah. You know, maybe WWE are just finally, because they've certainly got enough talent, certainly got enough writers. Literally got literally all the talent. Yeah. So they should be, they should be putting on this level of product. Yeah. Dick, dick, diggity, dick, diggity, dog. Break it. Dick, dick. Uh, right, so Raw as a whole began with Jerry the Lawler. Jerry, Jerry the, the Lawler. Lawler. Jerry the King Lawler on commentary. And because, what was there a reason given that Corey wasn't around? I don't recall. On one assignment, be- uh, usually? Yeah, I don't recall one being said he was mm. just there. Because it was when they announced King's Court was happening this week, I was like, are they in Memphis again? That's what I, that's <laughs> what I said, yeah. But no, he was just there to do commentary and so he could then be beaten up by the Fiends. Mm. Uh, but they... Like they they played this really good soap opera video package of Roman Reigns and the the mystery of attackers so far. And Reigns came out. He looked rejuvenated. He came out. He was roaring. Did my Roman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he felt like it because some recently he's been walking out looking a bit confused. <laughs> I feel. Probably because he doesn't know what show he's supposed to be yeah, part of. Wildcard. Well, that's it. The Wildcard made a return this week. Michael Cole said it numerous times, mm. but only in reference to the New Day. Everyone else, I don't know if they were a Wildcard. Well, Ziggler is a Raw star, I think. Yes. Reigns is a SmackDown star. Yes. There's one. Because we thought that Dolph was a SmackDown star until there was that episode of SmackDown when he had Raw names. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so he's been a Wildcard this whole time. So speaking of Dolph Ziggler, Ziggler comes out here and... I said it at SummerSlam. I said, I think he's onto something. I can't believe it after the decade plus of start, stop pushing and me saying numerous times, that's it. He can't come back from this. He's over. Yep. He's onto something here. It is a fun little gimmick. I don't know if he's onto something, but I am enjoying it. it it's, it's not like my favorite thing on the show, but I'm enjoying him more than I was four weeks ago. Well, I just loved, if it was just a promo bit, because it, he, And he had some great lines here. He said stuff like, uh, I thought we had to wait six months between Spears. Uh, I didn't know the rules yeah. about the Goldberg match. That was That's a good line. And he also said, Maurice's husband beat me with Ric Flair's move. Yes, that, and I, I like the fact he wouldn't say The Miz. I, yeah. I wasn't beaten by The Miz. I was beaten by Maurice's husband. And yeah, it's about Roman Reigns and things like that. Thomas West had actually got in touch on Patreon to also agree and says, can you help me? I think I like Dolph again. I know, right? And then... Yeah, okay, so that's the thing. You do, you just have these fun promo bits, get some heat from the crowd, and you beat them pretty quickly with a spear or two. And yeah. you get your comeuppance, and then you go, tis but a flesh wound. But then 
he just used that promo to get close to Roman and hit this super kick mid-sentence out of nowhere. Great. It was really well done. And that started a big move back and forth match with Roman. This was a really fun match. Hell of an opener. Yeah, hell of an opening match. Really, really fun. Because I thought when Roman came down, I thought Roman was coming out for a promo. And I was a bit like, oh, okay, but this is how we're starting the show then. But no, instead <laughs> we started off with this really hot action. I very much enjoyed it. Yeah, there were so many good spots, so many good near falls. Roman ran outside at one point to do a Superman punch off of the steel steps. Dolph dodged it. Roman bounced off the barricade, zigzag on the outside. There was a uh, kick outs of the zigzag, kick outs of the famouser, kick outs yeah. of the Superman punch. It made it sort of this big fight feel. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I loved it. And I think this is a new Paul Heyman trick where you start off with a big move. You know, yeah, like that's, you oh, yeah, because we got it later on with Cesaro Joe as well. You got it with Goldberg and Ziggler, you got yeah. it with Seth and Brock. You know, we start yeah. off with a finisher and then you just go from there. Yeah. <laughs> An opener. Uh, yeah, I like... Um, <laughs> there was a moment during this match where King says, man, you want to stay clear of Ziggler's elbow drops. <laughs> heart stopping. <laughs> I think you did say, those, those will stop your heart. Yeah. Well, you know, that was a huge, big tick for me, this opening segment. Yeah. I thought it was a great match. And as much as we're talking about Ziggler here, Reigns has had two fantastic matches in the space of a week. Here's this this is not a spoiler. Roman Reigns is a hmm. very good professional wrestler. So after this, we get the reason the King's on the show, really. It's Sasha Banks, and he's gonna interview her in a King's Court segment about why her hair changed colour last week. And he's in the ring and he says, Well, it would be a miss for me to not talk about King of the Ring. And he's going through the brackets. This is the first like time they've been shown on screen. It starts to give his picks. Uh, I think he, yes, yeah, Cedric, he's, Alexander, and Ricochet. That's for who Raw. he's picking for Raw. And he goes, and then for SmackDown, and he's about to SmackDown, all of a sudden, ka-chung, ka-chung. The lights start to go out. I actually really liked Michael Cole, because Michael Cole was like, Jerry, get out of there. Yeah. Jerry, yeah I like yeah, screaming, yeah. Jerry, get out of there. And Lawler's like, well, I know what this is. I'm getting out of here. Like, it's yeah. like, I'm not sticking around for this. I thought it made it more realistic. He was like, yeah, yeah I'm going. Yeah, I'm, go I'm, 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 I'm going. I'm going to stand here and wonder, why are the lights going? I was like, no, I'm leaving. Yeah. I And when that first jujung light went off, I was, I I got my my heart rate elevated. Yeah, I was like, oh, the fiend's here. But it was sort of a nervous excitement, like, oh no, Jerry. But also, yeah. yay, the fiend. <laughs> I, I and that's like that's what the Undertaker's massive dong does to me. Yeah. When I hear that, when it yeah. hits my face. Or chung chung chung. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, that they're onto something with the packaging of the fiend. I think they are as onto well. Something I as really well. like this. We are also kind of skipped as well. Becky cut a promo earlier in the oh, day, yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of straight to camera, where she said that she's interested to hear from Sasha, but she said that she wants to fight the best. Four months ago, Sasha ran away from this company because her career was as cold as ice. What did I do? I got as hot as anything. Uh, yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah, you know, Survivor Series. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then she goes, what did you do with your whinging holiday? Yeah. Nothing. I became the cover star for WWE 2K20. I, I thought I was some good stuff for Becky. I thought she actually had a really, really good promo. It was believable. It felt like it wasn't written for her. It felt like she was involved in the writing of it. I really liked this promo. Yeah, it had a semi-shoot yes. element to it. Uh, and then, um, yeah, of course, The Fiend attacked Jerry Lawler on the ramp. And Michael Cole's screaming, someone help him. And you're like... You're just you're right there, Michael yeah, you Cole. Do so, you do something, Michael Cole. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, then the the fiend just disappears. 
Yeah, doing then crowd of chanting Yowie Wowie. Yeah. Lovely stuff. And that's when we get 205 Live's Vic Joseph. Yes. As replacing the King on commentary. Who did a fine job. Yes. Yeah. He did a fine job. He's a fresh voice. Yeah. I'm glad everyone liked him so much. He is yeah. a very good commentator. He's a very, very good commentator. Um, if I am going to be um, Captain Cynical for this show, at least something that I, I didn't like, the goddamn cape and crown are there. And the scepter mm. and the throne. Don't like it. Do Just not have a nice big Mario trophy. Kart trophy. Or the, yeah, and if it's a Mario Kart trophy is the best way to describe it. I want it to be a big ludicrous trophy that is bejazzled with lots of different things. I don't want goofy, stupid thrones and crowns and scepters because then you've got the commentators going like, and that's what it's all about. It's all about the crown and scepter. I'm like, it really shouldn't be about a crown and scepter. Yeah, we haven't had anything announced insofar as Universal Championship shots being at stake. So it is just for a crown and scepter. What do you think about it being for the j- just a stupid crown chopper? I mean, crowns are good. <laughs> For reference, Ollie did that because Pete wasn't wearing the crown and his mic wasn't turned on. So he wanted to panic him. That's uh, that's wrong bullying. No, that was fun. That wasn't bullying. It's hazing. He succeeded in making me panic. <laughs> uh, next up, we got the a sort of... I like this. This was an out, Ready, of, yeah. out of tournament King of the Ring match. Really. Here are the other four people mm. that are in, on the raw side of King of the Ring that aren't in their first round matches this week to set up their first round matches next week. Very much like this. A really fun way to have a tag match. Yeah, Ricochet and The Miz taking on Drew McIntyre. No. Oh, it was Drew McIntyre. So I've written Sami Zayn. I think it's because I was guessing right. who it was. And, I, and then I've written down the wrong names. So, taking yeah. on our boy. Hasn't been seen since Extreme Rules. Baron Corbin. Yeah, Baron Corbin, who partway through this match got so tired of wearing the shirt, took it off and just had a vest underneath, instantly looked so much better. I liked that he did that through the action as opposed to just coming out in a vest. Yeah. Because now that that should just be his look. He doesn't look as good as he could do, especially because we rewatched NXT TakeOver Brooklyn recently and that had the lone wolf Baron Corbin on there. It's a great look. Yeah. It's a great look. It's great entrance music. Problem is he can't get abs. And if mm. you can't get abs, Vince don't let you wrestle without yeah, a t-shirt on. Um, but yeah, hey man, the mid-card of evil back together once again and it feels so good. Yeah, well, this did feel good though because Drew wasn't Baron's lackey. Nope. It was, and it, this was, a, again, a fun in-ring match. What happened with the red light? I think it was from someone's entrance and they just didn't turn it off. There was a red wash yeah. of, of lighting on the ring. And for a moment, I was like, oh, God, <laughs> King of the Ring matches are going to be washed in red lighting, like Sin Cara's blue matches. I, yeah, oh, God, do you remember that? Yeah. And I, cause I thought that as well, because they had all like the purple around the <laughs> ring. Like they, they changed the LED board to be the King of the Ring. The, the uh, poles became purple for King of the Ring. And I was like, oh, no, it's a big gimmick thing. Mm. But no, I think it was just a lighting error. And then they changed that quite quickly. So, phew. But yeah, the, the in-ring style was much more back and forth. Uh, I really like the finish, where Ricochet is in the corner, Corbin's running at him, but Miz pulls Ricochet out the way, and that allows Ricochet to get the win. Yeah, he hits the recoil for the win, which mm. is his uh, little sort of codebreaker style move. Then Michael Cole takes a Skype call. Well, actually, before then, we've got a promo for Matt Riddle vs. Killian Dane on NXT this week, mm-hmm. and then we an- they announced Sasha Banks is ready for her interview. Bear in mind, this is an hour one. 
And her interview does not come for yeah. a long, long time. But she was shown sat in the chair, ready for the interview. Miking up. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, we got Booker T on Skype. So apparently, Skyping with Legends is a new thing we're doing. Surely they've got a product placement deal with Skype. It has to be. I, I can't see why this... Yeah, because it has Booker to be. T didn't have a show to promote. No, no, this is definitely a deal with Skype where you've got to Skype people and show you how good the quality is. Mm. Uh, but he didn't put, put over of the, Seth of Rollins. The, of the video, I, mean, I don't mean the interview. Yeah, he uh, he was like, oh, I'm worried about Jerry. But I'm picking Drew McIntyre yeah. to win. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he mentioned Harley Race, so I'm sure Dave Meltzer had something to say about that on Wrestling Observer mm. Radio. That's It's something, yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Well done, WWE. Then we got the Braun Strowman AJ match that we've already talked about that set up the tag team main event. Then we got our first official King of the Ring tournament match yes Samoa Joe versus Cesaro yeah that's hard hitting fun this was mm. mm-hmm. Cesaro got a lot of this which is what I enjoyed so much it's one of those matches where both guys come out looking better than they did before even though one of them lost it was the best first round match this week yes yeah oh by quite some by way quite so much <laughs> yeah uh, I as well. I want to say I love Cesaro's presentation at the moment. Oh yeah, I love the sports like tracksuit tracksuit thing that he has. Like the music, I just think he's got a really cool presentation about him. I, I just I'm really digging it at the moment. I, I wish he'd get a push off the back of it, mm. but I just really like it. I loved how at the start of the match, Joe is kind of prepping in the corner. He's kind of just looking off to the right, but Cesaro is so focused when they're doing the ring introductions, King of the Ring tournament, and Cesaro's jumping up and down like he's, he can't wait to get going. Yeah. Ding, 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 runs straight over there. Joe's still looking away, uppercut. Yeah. Just like the Dolph match, the Goldberg match, the Seth Rollins-Brock Lesnar match, big move to start things off. And then you're in. And then you're in. As opposed to, oh, <laughs> and, uh, lock up. Once again, Michael Cole said, this is uh, the best tournament in sports entertainment history. Just a nice little caveat there mm. of sports entertainment history. Um, I really, really like this. Joe did this dive uh, onto Cesaro and hit him so hard that like Cesaro fell into the first row. It was really, really cool stuff. That boot to the face that Cesaro did on Joe, bloody hell, took some teeth out. Yeah, they did a replay of that. Uh, maybe that should be Cesaro's gimmick, the teeth collector, <laughs> yeah. seeing that he's got to wear a brace. The, this was just really good. The, I mean, there was a slight botch where Cesaro tried to suplex Joe, couldn't get him up first time. Yeah. But that almost made it feel more real because then Cesaro did get him up. Yeah. And I know we, we often criticize wrestlers for just doing Repeating the same the spot, spot yeah. over again. But here it here it made sense. Yes. And I, I just I felt like, good grief, you're very strong. And it's you can repeat spots like that because it's a suplex. You know, you drop him on the suplex, you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to lift you up this time around. It's when you're doing, like, running against the ropes and, and doing twi- uh, tilt-a-well hurricane runners that you yeah. watch the first time, and you're like, well, let's just try that again. That's when it becomes a bit more um, a, a bit more staged. Contrived. Contrived, bad word, yeah. Cesaro got the swing into a sharpshooter, and then sort of, kind of like Joe does, into the crossface, switching between those submissions. Yep. But it was a, a submission that was his downfall as Samoa Joe hooked in the Kakina clutch. Yeah, crucially, as he was going for the uppercut, which was Cesaro's first move in the match, mm. Joe saw this one coming and caught him in that. Uh, caught the, the uppercut into the clutch and got the win. Good TV match. Great TV match. Solid tournament entry. Yeah. This is the a very, very watchable, very enjoyable first round. 
That means in the next round, you can go even bigger. Exactly. And you can escalate. Escalate the the drama up into the finals. After this, we got a recap of Elias in the studio over the weekend. Before that, can I mention how much Vic Joseph towers over Michael Cole? And He's Renner. a tall lad. He is a tall, tall man. Yeah. So when they're all standing up, because like, Graves is about the same height as Cole, so you don't really notice it. But Vic Joseph looks about like he's 10 foot tall standing next to Michael Cole. That's like a bit lurchy. <laughs> it's a bit. But yeah, we've got uh, Elias in the recording studio. Drake is pretending to be a music guy or something, and so he tries to schoolboy him, but Elias beats him up. Doesn't just beat him up. Like, he... He kicks his ass. Oh, yeah. Oh, but he beat him up, like, good. Like, he he wasn't taking no rubbish. It was weird because the camera started off in the same room as them, and then Elias drags Drake Maverick into another room, which is on the soundproof side, into the control room. So you, you just hear... Well, you don't hear anything. You just see this silent image of Elias kicking <laughs> Drake's carcass. Yeah, his carcass on the floor. It was actually very violent. Yeah. But it seemed quite cartoony. It was very well done, I thought. So then we got Elias in the ring, and there were some mic issues. And I thought this might have been part of a gimmick, but we got a live report from someone who said that it, this was just an error. It wasn't. It wasn't a gimmicked mic problem. I think you're being worked, brother. I. D- it. It looked like a. It played into our truth turning up and everything. He was like, "I need a different guitar." Well, that's they what slid what, him a guitar. Well, no, he didn't. He needed a different guitar because it was out of tune. Yeah, and that played into. Well, that's what, that's what I issue. thought. But the the report that we got, I mean, I'm not saying I'm being. Worked. I'm saying they're being. Worked. Okay, I'm saying that the the report that we got said that it was very loud and very annoying, mm. and that, and didn't sound like it was on purpose. But okay. I thought it, I thought it was on purpose. Yeah. Initially. Well, Elias is suffering audio issues, and his guitar's out of tune. Asks for another guitar. This guy slides it in. He's sort of in a big hood. It's our truth. There's another audio technician as the referee. And yeah. Yeah. And Elias beat him up as well. Yeah. Even though R Truth's got his, what's the scissor kick? He, well, he just hits the scissor kick. Yeah. He, is, he gets two roll ups and the scissor <coughs> kicks, and uh, Elias kicks out of both of them. So I'm guessing we're getting R Truth and Drake Maverick are going to team up together. Ah. You know, bitter enemies over the 24 7 title have got to come together to fight a common bad that they can then get the title off of so they can then have go back to having fun switching it back and forth again. I liked how they're toning down the 24-7 title stuff. I'm done watching the whole undercard run round the ring and all yeah. that nonsense. It was fun when it was happening first, but we've moved past that now. Mm. And we've actually got a champion who can withstand a schoolboy. Oh, well, you know, which is the most devastating move in the 24-7 picture. After this, back to Charlie Caruso backstage wearing her most luminous dress. And she's talking to Rey Mysterio about Rey Mysterio being rubbish and yeah. ugly and God, stupid. You've lost a lot. Yeah, and uh, Rey agrees. He said, the injuries are finally starting to catch up with me. And it's time to retire. And he starts to take off his mask. Yeah. But then Eddie Guerrero's Dominic comes in. <laughs> Eddie Guerrero's son Dominic walks yeah, in and be like, so close. no, stepdad, don't do this. And um, yeah, like, and actually, I thought the Ray's performance here was quite good. He's like holding back the tears. Mm. He's like, you know, trying to like cut that sort of promo. And then Dominic comes in and he says, hey, you told me that when I started wrestling, my first match would be tag teaming with you. And I want to be able to tell my my kids, your grandkids, that I was a tag team with the great Rey Mysterio. So don't retire just yet. And Rey's like, I'll do it for you, son. Yeah, and they're touching heads. I'll do it for you, Eddie, son. It's It was very emotional, yeah. actually. And all of a sudden, I'm hooked in in quite a big way to this storyline. 
even though the acting I thought was bad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dominic, I is... thought Ray's acting was bad too. Well, I, th- I thought Ray was actually. I thought I quite like Ray. Thought Dominic wasn't as good. Yeah, but I th- but sometimes I want you know this is a real father and son relationship thing. The story's good enough. I can look past that. Yeah. And Dominic's totally turning heel. <laughs> He's gonna beat his dad down. Yeah. I don't think it's fun as well because you can build to the good brothers get the titles back at Clash of Champions and then you build to Ray and Dominic going for the titles, say at Survivor oh, yeah. Series or Hell in a Cell or, or what have you. And that's when you can have Dominic turning heel on Ray and debuting as this new heel character, mm. Dom Mysterio. Uh, I'll let you talk about the next bit because you loved it so hard. What was the next bit? New Day versus Revival. Did I love this so hard? Yeah, because it turned into the... Oh, right. Yes, you're right. This actually was my favourite <laughs> of the show. I forgot the match. To be honest, I actually forgot they had a match. I just remember the post-match stuff, mm. which was the bit I'm, I'm most interested in. But actually, credit to Woods as well. Woods was selling the uh, promo. It was wiping tears away from his eyes while he was making his entrance. Yeah. That's nice. Big interconnected universe. Mm. And that was really good stuff. But yeah, they were New Day were here to take on the Revival. Michael put this over as wild card action. Um, and... They recapped Orton laying out New Day last week on SmackDown, which means that it's a, it is an important angle because it's getting replayed on Raw. Yeah, that never happens. No. Anyway, this, again, was a match just to be there to set up an angle that happened afterwards because all of a sudden, Randy Orton gets in from nowhere and RKO's Big E. A great RKO from out of nowhere. Oh, it really was. Big E is, is setting up his dive through the ropes onto the guy on the apron, yep. which always looks death-defying. And... He, the, the camera's positioned perfectly where he bounces off the far ropes, comes back, and Randy Orton, it sounds like such a cliche, but from out of nowhere, RKO's him. And the yeah. crowd seemed like they saw they, it at the same time I was as we say, did. The crowd didn't see him get out of the ring or from wherever he was and just and pop for it massively. It was a really well-done angle. It was a really well-done shot. And you know what? There was a lot of good camera work like that. Not all the camera work was good. I thought the Banks Natalia beatdown later on was a bit, you know motion sicky but overall someone's saying to Kevin Dunn nah let's just yeah. let's just pair this back a bit yeah, exactly. and it's working very well let's take a step or maybe back. that's what Kevin Dunn wants to do he wants to do these huge western static shots of slowly panning but Vince is like no cross cut it more yeah make they make them squat why aren't the cameras bouncing up and down mm. like they're on a horse um, last week we had a super chat in on the Smackdown review that said um, Randy Orton revival faction and you and I both said, no, I'm not really into that idea. don't think Randy really needs seconds. And the revival, being in a team with Randy Orton would just make them feel like less of a star because they're in with Randy Orton. And Randy Orton will always just be the big sort of like, it'll just it'll outshine them, unfortunately, because that's the way that Randy Orton is positioned. But I thought this is pretty terrific. And I thought these three working together was pretty awesome, actually. And it was always there, because what was on their boots, Luke? What were they, their boots made out of? They were wearing snakeskin boots in honour of Randy Orton. That was a great bit of commentary. I love yeah. that. Such a nice little touch. That out. And so they beat up the New Day. Uh, Kofi runs down to make the save. Not sure if he's a wild card, but he got beaten up for his troubles regardless. And then... They like they hit like this assisted RKO. They did the shadow machine into an RKO, which is absolutely awesome. Like what a wicked little finisher that is. It was like a three-person 3D. Yeah. Yeah. And then they set up Woods to do, and they haven't done this in so long. They're not not since NXT really, mm. where they get the, the the leg fine in and then get one of them to jump off and break the leg. And Randy they're about to set this up on Woods, and Randy stops them and goes, like, no lads, not just yet. And he goes around and he grabs Kofi 
drags him, lifts up his head, and makes him watch as they break the legs of his brother, Xavier Woods. Kofi sells it brilliantly. Xavier Woods is screaming his head off when they hit it. It felt so vicious of a beatdown. And then those three got in the ring and they posed, and I thought they looked awesome. This was my favorite thing on the show. It was really, really good. Really good. And you know why? Because this isn't about Kofi's kids and wife who were barely on screen. Nope. And I don't really have a connection to. It's about Kofi and Xavier. It's about the New Day partnership that I'm really invested in. A family dynamic I actually buy into. Exactly. Yeah, so I'm glad they've taken that route now. Well, wait till SmackDown. He might be really upset because his, his kids were watching at home. So that's my only thing here is... Presumably, this is going to set up an Orton Rand, an Orton versus Randy in Vince's wet dream. WWE's dream match. An Orton versus Kingston rematch for Clash of Champions. You've got another three weeks, really, to build to that. Shouldn't this be an angle on SmackDown? Well, you know, they've got to have SmackDown so they can cut promos in videos and and not be on the show at all. But that's very, very nitpicking. It does feel like this feud has been booked in reverse, though. Hmm. Like, because the way that Kofi and Randy were acting at SummerSlam felt like it was coming off the back of these two angles, as opposed to, we had some promos. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that you say this is your favorite thing on the show, but I think anyone could have an argument to say the Reigns-Ziggler match was their favorite thing on the show. Or the title change, the fiend, or the title change. Yeah, there's that's l- how good this show was. A lot of stuff to be interested in. I wasn't as keen on the next segment, though. Oh yeah, no. This, okay, so Michael Cole did an interview with with Sasha Banks, and Sasha said that it's an emotional week because she had to make a decision on her hair color. Maybe it's just because I wanted the boss back. Mm. This to me wasn't the boss. No, this no. was a cartoon villain. And I don't. I think Sasha Banks is better than being a cartoon villain. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's it started off like she was trying to be nice, and then at the end she was just like, "You're welcome." And that was a bit bossy. Yeah, that was. But the bit at the start the where start. where you're doing the nice, 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 nice. Psych! I'm still a heel. Yeah. It's so played out. It never really gets as much heat as when Alexa did it that one time. And I, yeah, it's just it was cartoony villain. Yeah, I see what you mean. I. I'm I'm just being optimistic, I guess, where I think they'll they're starting with that and they're morphing into the more boss like character. That's what especially I'm with the Natalia segment later. Yeah. Um then we got then third hour fatigue set in. This is one okay, one of the downsides I would say to Paul Heyman's reign in charge of Raw so far is there feels like there's less focus on women's wrestling. Which very much feels like mm. a Paul Heyman thing because this was our only women's match on the card and it point. felt very unimportant. And that's not unique to this show. I just feel that that's a very Paul Heyman thing. Yeah, yeah, th- I, I think that's, that's valid. Yeah. The, the match here was Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss versus Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. It's, it's like this was a great episode of Raw, but we haven't said it in a while. Three hours is too long for a weekly wrestling show. Yeah, it was. Bliss was a babyface this week as yep, well for those keeping score. Just yep, just normal, frustrating. This wasn't terrible, uh, and Sonya's always good to watch. Sonya's amazing, and I liked how Nikki Cross was always snapping at the action. Like yeah. even if she, if she was on the apron, she'd be like trying to get a, a shot in somewhere. But when she's in the ring, she's also running to take out the other team on the apron. Yeah, but yeah. I, d- I don't really care about this. No. The crowd were a bit bored. They didn't care at all. No. Yeah. Uh, Bliss and Cross won. 
Um, then we got the Braun Seth backstage bit. And then unfortunately, I was ready to be very into Cedric Alexander versus Sami Zayn. Oh, yeah. The second King of the Ring tournament match. But we also got a disappointing... It's like, you know, by usual Raw standards, Cedric's getting pushed. Well, hey. But by this show's standards and the precedent set by Cesaro and Samoa Joe in the first King of the Ring match and even the out-of-competition tag match, this was below par. And bearing in mind as well, following the Braun-AJ match, the whole show was then built to you getting excited for the main event of the tag titles. To the point where I actually forgot this match was happening. And when Cedric came out, I was like... Oh, God, yeah, we've still got... I was expecting the main event to be starting because they had that backstage segment. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, we've still got more King of the Ring stuff to do. And unfortunately, I think that's almost the way that the match was booked because they did some stuff and Cedric won. Three minutes. Three minutes. And it's... Yeah, you're right. that The, the bar was set so well by uh, Cesaro and Joe that you really should be... That should almost be your bare minimum now for first-round matches. Yeah. And this wasn't. And they were putting it as like, oh, but you know, Cedric Alexander made his name in WWE from tournaments. Now, one tournament. Hmm. Uh, and I suppose the Cruiserweight. Uh, I think actually he was talking about the Cruiserweight Championship one as opposed to the Cruiserweight Classic, which is where he got signed. So you could actually have some really good character story in there, but doesn't really feel like this was told here. It's just no Cedric one. Yeah, I guess if the, the idea is to get Cedric over as a bigger star... Hey, you've beaten Sami Zayn, but let's be honest, Sami Zayn has been beaten like a drum for four months. That was his promo. Yeah. His promo was, I've lost every match since I've come back, and then I've got beaten again. So for these two guys, really, you want to get them over with the wrestling. Yeah. M let them go 10 minutes, and then, yeah, you go back and forth, and both guys come out looking better for it. Really here, Cedric didn't look any better. He just sort of stayed at a, a level. And Sami Zayn looked worse. Yeah, I, I agree. And as much as I was just sort of ragging on Heyman there for the uh, his treatment of women's wrestling on, on the show, I'd have probably just cut the tag match. Mm. Just cut the cut the Bliss and Cross versus Fire and Desire just match. Just all guys. Just, oh, yeah, and well, bearing in mind, that's what's being pushed at the moment. Mm. So, yeah, just do, yeah, focus on that. Uh, we got the Street Profits backstage doing their usual shtick. It was very funny. They were trying to get involved with Wrestle League. Yeah, Daw uh, yeah, they had their brackets for King of the Ring. Yeah. Was it Dawkins who had Cesaro and he scrunched up his Yeah, I think he had Cesaro and Sammy. So he's already out. And Foz is like, mate, no, it's all right. We've still got SmackDown. Mm. And we've also got... And then just started listing off matches that are going to be happening. Very good hype men they are. Yeah, I really like their act. And when they do eventually start having matches, I think they're going to be over just off the back of this. Yeah. Uh, and then we got the the Natalia promo. She's backstage. She's looking right down the lens. Her arms in a sling. She's talking about her friend Sasha Banks. It has been one week since I bared my soul last week. And it was an emotional week. And her her recently passed father. And then the crowd start chanting what? And you know what? I don't blame them. Nope. Because. Natalia's a very wooden promo. And it was terrible dialogue. Mm. And it's she's such a confusing character. Why are we now supposed to be emotionally invested in, in her plight? Yeah. And no one buys it at all. You know, when Sasha beat her up last week, everyone was chanting, thank you, Sasha. So why would you now put her out here to be like, feel sorry for Natalia? It's like, can the people aren't going to feel sorry for mm. her because you've done such a terrible job of booking, the, uh, booking it for the last five to ten years that why would we care what happens to Natalia and her dad? It's, and it's a shame, but like that's the case we're in. And it's just WWE 
cynically using the death of her father to try and motivate a storyline which no one's buying into. Yeah, and they really do use it just for Natalia. Oh, yeah. Totally. With the whole Ruby Riot feud last year. It's apparently her only character trait. Yeah. I have a dead dad. Yeah, which is which sucks, bleak. But it's very bleak and it doesn't work. Uh, so Sasha Banks jumps her mid-promo, starts calling her a crybaby, whacks her injured arm into a sort of production crate thingy, yeah. and then says, go to hell, Natty, and tell your dad I said hi. Stay classy, San Diego. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's what WWE do. Mm. It's not going to change. Eddie's not up there. He's down there in hell. It's it's what WWE do. Yeah. If this was, you know, it is, it is on par with the Roman Reigns stuff from last year. Not Yeah, it's not on par, but it's in the same bad taste ballpark. And, turned, and look, that turned Dean into a completely cartoon mm. villain. And it felt like after what could have been a bit of a vicious beatdown where she trapped uh, Natty's arm into that drawer... She then has to say that cartoon villain line. And it's not the boss. It's monster of the week. It just doesn't get any heat. Like, if, if that line was getting monster heat, I could be like, okay, maybe there's some use for it. But it's just a throwaway line, really. It's throwaway stuff. And then we got the main event. So we were a bit down on those three back-to-back segments there near the end. But everything else was absolutely amazing. Tremendous. High four out of five. Oh, gave yes. I loved this show. I had so much fun mm. watching it, with the exception of the... Uh, you know, the first th- first two thirds of the third hour, and then the main event really picked me back up and it left me on a big old high. Fun show. Lovely show. Lovely time with the wrestling. Lovely time with the Raw. Let's see what you guys thought with the Super Chats and King Chopper. Well, it's time for another lightning round because <laughs> people have been very generous today. Oh, We've thank had you, folks. An absurd amount of super chats. So, let's start with Vernon Jeffries, who says, I'm seeing a Reigns type push on Seth, but at least Braun won gold and has a tag team partner that doesn't need to go back to school. Yeah, well, you know, Nicholas is going to come back one of these days. Yeah, maybe Poor guy. Seth can go to back to Twitter school. KJ says, Happy Rusev Day. Rusev hey, Day. man, I haven't had that in a while. Happy the, Rusev Day. Uh, actually, I have it marked on my calendar when Rusev Day is. Do, an, do the next one. I'll tell you when it is. Uh, the, uh, you, you might Too actually... It's 26th of September. That's when Rusev Day began. 26th of September. It's an annually recurring appointment. Because we thought, man, there's no way that WWE going to squander <laughs> this gimmick. It's almost impossible to do that. Uh, you might need to help me with this one, Ollie. This one comes in from... Ooh, I don't know if you can say his name properly. Oh, I think I can see it from here. Is it Flaky McFlaker Carperon? Yeah, Flaky McFlaker Carperon. Yeah, yeah, sounds about right. Uh, he comes in to say, Finally caught up on the WrestleTalk videos I missed earlier this month. I popped hard when I thought he was going to say my name correctly for my monthly shout-out. Well played, Oliver David. The feud <laughs> continues. I don't know what he's talking about. No. Anyone else? No. Not a clue. Uh, Nikhil Biznath says, have you heard about the viral John Cena song from Swaft A? Swaft Africa. Yeah. Uh, apparently, yeah, there's a John, there's a song about John Cena or featuring John Cena or something. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'll check it out. No, we haven't well, seen you know. it. Uh, Jesse Venable says, my wife doesn't watch <laughs> your show. However, I did convince her to, su- to subscribe to both channels. So she doesn't ever watch, but she enjoys hearing Ollie's voice. Oh, that's nice. Good voice. Thanks mate. for having the subscription thingies ticked. Go over to Screen Stalker as well today, everyone, folks, because 
We played a hot sauce challenge. I mean, did you do a hot sauce challenge? For me it is. There's a handicap level but here. But you had such little of it. And it hurt. <laughs> it hurt a lot. You were gulping it. Luke's gulping it down because his insides are made of wax. Oh, yeah, and I'm going to really feel it tomorrow as well. Rex Joseph Calmerin uh, says, I can't wait for your opinions on Sasha's line to Natalia. We've already talked about that. Uh, P.S. I bought a ticket for New Japan Royal Quest. Hey. I'm hoping I'll be able to meet my heroes, all of you guys. Hashtag superheroes are real. Oh, uh, that's very kind of you to say. But we were, we, we're, we're, we're thinking about something along, along those lines, aren't we? Yeah, well, it, that I think that thing's been cancelled. Well, we, so, we, had, we had a different plan in so place. So we've got, yeah, I think there's a pub called The Four Quarters. We'll just take it over. Yeah. <laughs> Before the show. Sean Turner says, That Ray segment got me emotional. It reminds me of my relationship with my uncle. I haven't seen him in years. Other than Seth, this Raw was great. Oh, I thought Seth was really good on this show. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, it was good booking of him. Hmm. And yeah, the Ray, the Ray segment got me in the feels. Yeah. Sean Turner comes back again to say, It's official. I like Roman more than Seth. I can't stand him. This only proves to Vince the crowd don't know what they want. Now I miss Baron. Wow, I mean, like I again, I thought Seth was booked pretty well on this show, yeah. but overall, I'm much more into Roman right now because he's having killer matches and he's got the best storyline. Oh, and I'm into Seth more than Roman now. Really, after yeah, that and, Dolph match. But I really enjoyed that set. I mean, I'm just so looking forward to this, the where the Seth Braun storyline could go. Okay. I'm much more interested in it now than I was last week. Kevin comes in to say, This show was 4.5 out of 5 for me. I really enjoyed it. I thought Booker was going to say good things about Rollins just like Austin. <laughs> also, Vic Joseph was really refreshing on commentary. Yeah, yeah. good show. Uh, Limps Tomo's number two fan says, uh, This show was designed to put Vic Joseph over. Surprising for Michael Cole to provide color commentary, which still sucks. Uh, <laughs> what wonderfully chaotic episode yet again. Cheers, Swaff Nation and Wrestle Chaps. Yeah, people really like Vic Joseph. Well, he was literally over everybody else. Certainly was. On yeah, how tall he is. Boots. I'm going to do Vic Joseph for this. <laughs> Aaron Watson says, just got an email from WWE saying NXT will move to USA September 18th and be available on the WWE Network the next day. That's right. Yeah, yeah. so this was announced about 20 minutes before we went live that uh, NXT is moving to the USA Network. Um, I can't, again, can't imagine why. No, it just I mean, it's probably been in the works for a long oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wednesday's always been their day. Yeah. So, yeah, it's probably always, they've probably always been the plan. Ollie, you look ridiculous. Uh, Callan Sloan says, I don't understand why they would put the titles on Braun and Seth because now they have to figure out a way to get the titles off them without making Seth look weak. Now Gallows and Anderson have no more momentum. I disagree. I think you can book it to counteract that, but yeah. mainly by the way Luke said. Thanks you. Thanks you. Thanks you. Ron Spurgeon says, try to tell you about the Autumn Revival faction. There you go. That's what we said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He called it, brother. Yeah, he called it. Tom Garan says, happy birthday, Chopper. Thanks. You can tell this is when the stream started. Uh, what, missed... We're only now at where the stream yep. started? Yep. Oh, good. God. I mean, great. <laughs> yeah. Great for the revenue. <laughs> uh, Mr. Angel G15 says, happy birthday, Chopper. Thank you. Still not my birthday. The DA said, uh, RIP NXT 2012 to 2019. Now, let's give it a chance. It'll be fine. Hey, you... Raw's been great. Like, Raw and SmackDown are really, really good at the moment. I don't know why we're all, all of a sudden down on NXT bit, like, because now it's going to be rubbish. It's on the USA Network. I want more of the same company. That's what I want. Yeah. Mr. Yeah, Doback. Good thing. 
Mr. Doback says, happy birthday, Pete. Thanks. Still not my birthday. <laughs> uh, D-Pin says, that fiend attack may have been the creepiest yet. I'm not sure no, it's the it creepiest wasn't. one. No, no. No, the Balor one. Yeah, Balor. <laughs> Uh, Ichronic Bud Ryan says, Now I'm back on the second shift. Can catch you lads in the morning here in Michigan. Thanks for all you do and the consistent content. Happy birthday, Chopper. Still not my birthday. Well, thank you very much. Watching. Home of Daniel Bryan. King Rasta says, What's more impactful, winning a championship on a pay-per-view or losing your titles on a TV episode? Huh. What a fascinating question. It's like a... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to answer that in the most vaguest way possible. It depends on the person, depends on the title. It sounds like a riddle. <laughs> a match riddle. riddle. There's a second part to that super chat as well okay. that just says, uh, can Ollie do the Drake Maverick bit? I love it. Drake Maverick. Thank you. Jobber JJ says, Ollie Davidson, number one fan, says, King Chopper Whopper, I'm King Jobber. Cool. <laughs> King Chopper Whopper. <laughs> Uh, Danny W says the ge- that guest commentator was refreshing as hell, which we've talked about a lot. Uh, Sean Turner says, I can't believe Chopper won King of the Ring. Hey, yeah, well, congratulations. It was bound to happen, really, wasn't it? I just need a cape and a scepter now. Hmm. Uh, Christian Baltimore says, uh, love you guys. Luke, can you please do your Undertaker voice? <laughs> I just need one more soul, Vince. <laughs> just give me one more soul, Vince. I can quit anytime I want. <laughs> Matthew Robinson says, Hello, I'll be in the London area on the weekend of All Out. Was wondering if I could meet you guys and buy you some drinks. Hashtag Swerf Nation Forever. Hashtag The Real Boss Matt Robinson. Oh, we're going to be so drunk that day. We've got to watch All Out. Yeah, everyone's going to buy us drinks. Yeah, so we are, yeah, we're, we're going to organize a Swerf Nation meetup uh, before Royal Quest. Yeah, there's on, a pub real close to. It's literally it across the road, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and there's um, retro video game consoles there. Good time for all. Nunu comes in to say, it's good that Chopper won King of the Ring on his birthday. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Jay, Chopper, Jones, Jay Jones says, lovely, lovely, lovely time with the boys. boys How boys, many boys, people boys. are calling you King Chopper Whopper? None. Just the one? Yeah. It needs to be more. I mean, from, from the Super Chats, I can't see the chat right now. Right, but, yeah. Um, Jobber JJ comes back in again to say, all hail King Jobber, I'm the king. I mean who's wearing a crown right now. Uh, <laughs> Abram Penner says... <laughs> Abram Penner says, the Ziggler Reigns match was really enjoyable and not a total squash. Uh, Cesaro Joe was a knocker, but Cesaro shouldn't have tapped. I'd rather he went out. Also, Autumn Revival Faction. Yes, please. Yeah, man, I thought it were really cool, those three together. Yeah, I, don't, I, I think Cesaro tapping's fine. First round of this, like, you know, do the pass-out finish for something bigger. Yeah. Uh, Matt Robinson's back again to say, I think the story would be better if the uh, it was the OC who attacked Roman and they made it look like Brian. Oh, I'm still calling that it's going to be Brian is going to be the one to say it wasn't Rowan, it was me. Mm. And that's the big reveal. Didn't he already say that, though, in his promo? That, that it was, and it wasn't him. He said that he's ruined our reputation, but I don't think he said those words. He might have said those words, it wasn't me. But again, it adds more hypocrisy to him hating liars. Tim Arndt comes back in to say, Seth couldn't sell tuna to a starving cat, let alone a serious <laughs> rib injury. It, or, I don't know why he's even bothering. Why even bother with the tape? The first thing he did was a dive off the top rope. Guys, I am selling. Look at all the tape. <laughs> Anton H says, King, 
Chopper, like in a King Whopper. Booker voice. And he said, that yeah. it's not King Chopper Whopper. It's not happening. Uh, <laughs> Reyes Cologne says, I think it would be awesome if the King of the Ring tournament would be structured like the G1 Climax. Yeah. Round Robin stuff's always good. Yeah. That then, would last a lot longer. Yeah. And I, I, just, I don't think WWE would ever do it. I think, look, King of the Ring is a tournament. If you want to do a more block A, block B, winners face each other thing, make that a raw SmackDown bracket. Yeah. Make that a new tournament, I think. I, yeah, I completely for agree. For the 24-7 title. Also, King Chopper Whopper sounds like a baddie from Super Mario. Mm. Sean Dunn says, All Elite Wrestle Talk, chop the world. Hey, yeah. You know, well, and actually, maybe we should... We've been talking about what we're going to do once AEW starts running TV. Um, we think we're going to be doing two Wrestle Rambles on that Thursday. Yeah. We haven't yeah. quite figured that out yet. Yeah. Uh, Matt Robinson again says, I think Io Shirai should be sh- should be sent up after War Games and give her a straight heel run through Royal Rumble to beat Becky at WrestleMania. Hey, that needs to be called up now. You're on the USA Network. You're now, you're now officially the third brand. <laughs> Wyatt Yapel says, Happy it's not your birthday day, Pete. But it is his Thank birthday. You. It's always it's definitely not. birthday. Well... Uh, Cotton Candy Lover says, Hey guys, it's 100 degrees here in Texas and I'm working outside, but it's all okay because I'm also having a lovely time with the boys. Love lovely you, Lovely time Ollie. with the boys. I wonder what the real feel is. Mm, yeah. Sweaty. Sweaty. Very. Forged by Gaming says, After all these years, NXT is getting called up. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That's the one oh, right there. stealing that joke tomorrow. Oh, that's very good. Yeah, very good. Uh, Aaron says, uh, who is the super chatter from earlier that said he was cursed when it gets better when he doesn't watch, mm-hmm. then when he comes back it gets um, it gets worse. And he said, by the way, haven't watched it about eight weeks. See? <laughs> cursed! That's exactly when, like five weeks ago was when it started to get really good again. Yeah. Uh, I have never seen a naked Mexican, great name, says, uh, Tony Chavon has signed with AEW. What do you guys think of that? It's unconfirmed as of right now. But, I mean, you know, PW Insider, Meltzer are reporting it. Unconfirmed. Unconfirmed, but, but it's basically a done deal. It's, yeah. yeah, I mean, Tony Schiavone, great signing for AEW. Sucks for MLW. I love his voice, but, yeah, by all accounts, he's got an exclusive contract with MLW. It feels a bit underhand. It does feel a bit snidey. And this is like, you know, AEW are a big company. They are going to either by accident or intentionally or be accused of doing underhand things. Yeah. And this is like the first one of them. It's where where that falls. I feel, I mean, I, I don't know how it can't be genuinely underhand. Yeah. Unless MLW are lying and he's not under an exclusive contract and they are, it's absolutely fine. And they're just trying to play the victim. I don't, I, I, but I, I don't, don't really know. see that's their company though. Run I, by I mean, Court Bauer. He's a very straight I mean. up guy. That's the only way that it would work. <laughs> Um, that they've managed to get him out of an exclusive mm. contract. But, you know, on the flip side of that, a Shivani Ross Excalibur team for commentary sounds pretty good, really. And if you are looking to bring back those lapsed fans that were watching in 1999-2000 that have disappeared, you got the voice of WWF in 1999-2000 and the voice of WCW in 1999-2000. So a pretty smart move. Yeah. Uh, Lord Zeus says, with the Fiend taking out legends left and right, looks like we're heading towards a Fiend versus Taker match at Mania. Taker's final match? It's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I thought we had Taker's final match years ago. But <laughs> I, 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 you can never say it's going to be Taker's final match. With part of Bray's character seemingly being him taking out people who he's feuded with before, to get that win back over Taker, Cena, that needs to happen. Yeah, I completely agree. 
Asaya Garner says, Long-time watcher, first-time super chatter. Love you guys. Braun Strowman is a two-time tag champ. Who'd have thought those were his only title reigns? Crazy, isn't it? It is indeed, yeah. Tana Starika says, The only news... The only news worth talking about is that Bray Wyatt is safe. That man is a treasure and needs to be so overly protected. NXT is going to suck. Seth is <laughs> awful. Bray and Sasha is all I have. Let him in. I think there's more stuff to like than that. Yeah, I mean, Bray and Sasha are very good parts of it, but, you know, everything, a lot of, 80% of this show was very, very, very watchable. Do you see that um, people keep calling Shah Samuels a national treasure after his mug of the week? Because that's going to be his new nickname. He's the gonna national call, treasure. The national treasure, Shah nice. Samuels. Uh, he also put a stop to that because he realised that Nick Aldis was called the national treasure. Oh. So he said, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think Shah's a way bigger of a national treasure than Nick is. And I love Nick. Uh, New Tops 4 says, P.S. Love you guys. And Ollie, love your shirt. Oh, thank you very much. Good shirt, mate. Got me animal on there. Lady Starfire says, isn't NXT supposed to be developmental? Well, hasn't been for years. No, really. that, yeah, that's not been the case for a long, long time. Evolve is developmental. Yeah. Cypher versus everyone. Good choice of Pokemon in your name there. Fiend should have attacked Booker T as well. What, in the Skype? <laughs> cool. A, a lot of people in the Why chat not, today yeah. have been saying that all this Skype product placement is leading to the Fiend attacking someone behind in a Skype call one week. I like that. I think it'd be fun. Although if he does cut off the electricity, mm. the call will just turn off. Yeah. Bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> bloop, 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 bloop. Spot on impersonation. Thank you. What amazing uh, impressions we've had on this show. That's Braun, Taker, Skype calls. Someone make a montage. <laughs> Runs for a gen is back to say, really like them doing all these backstage pre-recorded promos. Allows the wrestlers to seem more real than awkwardly playing to the crowd slash messing up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Much Natty. better than my guest at this time. Yeah. Uh, Lord Zeus is back again saying, fantasy booking. Kofi holds the title till Mania where he'll drop the belt to the challenger who is Adam Cole that was called up in the Rumble and wins it. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, that's... I, d I don't know what the story would be, or... No. Yeah. yeah it's, it's an option. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Bailey says, question of the day, who has the best spine buster? Arn oh. Anderson. Oh. I love Scott Dawson. Is it Scott Dawson who does a really good yeah. spine buster? And um, Batista's God. spine buster. Hey, I like the and rock spine Car buster with the kick. Carl Anderson's got a wicked spine buster. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Huh. I love the spine buster as a move. I'd say Carl Anderson, personally. Uh, Justin Anzaldua says, Thank God it wasn't Renee and Cole on commentary. It was, wasn't it? No, but I think he means just the two of them. Just the two of them. Yeah, that would have been nice. <laughs> uh, Devante Lee says, <coughs> All of the commentary saying Drew is my pick made me sit there and realize, well, he's not winning this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think Drew's winning. Yeah. yeah. Especially in Which the first is, round match against Ricochet. In all fairness, though, good. He needs to stay as far away from that crown scepter. Jeffrey Moody says, Fiend appearances feel empty. They need a coalism. <laughs> oh, let him in. Oh, yeah. That's a great shout. It's Fiend time. Uh, <laughs> KML says, Cesaro started the match like how I start every match in the 2K games. <laughs> Running in strike. Yeah. It's the way to do it. Nikolai Azapardi says, Watching 12 minutes behind the live feed, howdy from Malta. Hey, Malta. Hey. Hello, Malta. M Malta or Malta. So you said the same wait, thing. Wait, wait. Malta. <laughs> yeah. Malta. I just said Malta. 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 Like, like a Walter. Kent person saying Walter. Yeah. Walter. Walter. Computer. <laughs> Malta. Puter. 
Anyway, Sparks says, Would be cool to see Truth and Maverick team up for a 24-7 title and then take turns being champion while the other person is sleeping. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, defending it proper 24-7. Yeah, I, I think we're definitely going to get Truth and Drake teaming up. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of... It's a nice little wrinkle, I suppose, to it, but sort of over them being involved in it. Well, I'm glad that Canelisai resigned, that's all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Devante Lee says, I looked away for a second and I missed the RKO. It was seriously out of nowhere. Also, does this mean that Kofi has to take over tag team duties? I suppose, yeah, Woods oh, yeah. is, but it depends on how uh, serious the leg injury is. I hope very. Like, they play it up. Woods can be in a... He's got to defend the title at... Yeah. yeah, adds the drama. Maybe Kofi has to fight twice that night. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Banker says, Orton and Revival. Legacy 2.0? God, I hope not. <laughs> that, I, I know people like Legacy now, but it did nothing for Cody and Ted DiBiase. He killed him. faction. No, it was terrible. Tana Starik is back to say, Natty is as useful as Alicia Fox. She is awful. I also hate Seth more and more. I can't get behind any of what, it, what he has going on. Bray should be champ. Yeah, man, people do not like Seth at the moment. No. I mean, I've, I'm enjoying the storyline, but he needs to sell images and sell injuries. So, Natty is not a good promo, but I, everything else about her is is very like she's a very good in ring wrestler. Her match at SummerSlam was great. Yeah, yeah. Devante Lee's back again to say, trying to explain the rules of tag team wrestling to my grandma was extremely frustrating because yes, I know two people shouldn't be in the ring. Hey, it's yeah, referee's good. discretion. You're only allowed to do it a couple of times, though. I think the actual rules are you're allowed four You're allowed four breaks. interference, yeah. But the, the commentators never bring that up. No. Tomo's back in. Tomo. To say, don't worry, Pete. I have joined you in wearing a crown. <laughs> King Chopper and King Tomo will reign supreme until <laughs> we take the crowns off. <laughs> sure we will. Thanks. <laughs> uh, Rocker Production says, went to a WWE live show this weekend and they had a Miz TV spot with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross with great chemistry. My question is, why is Miz on the road for a promo to set up a Riot Squad run-in? <laughs> uh, well, you got to get paid somehow, haven't you? Yeah. That's, that's what they got for him this week. Yeah. Uh, Ed says, is Ollie only wearing his underwear? No, it might look like underwear. Yeah, I was going to say, you have very short shorts They're on. Short shorts. Yeah. Those are too short. They are very short. So short. Very short. It's on trend. <laughs> sure. Uh, it's on fleek. Don't ever say that again, <laughs> Luke. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it means, mate, to be honest. Uh, Jobber JJ uh, says, King Chopper Whopper, make this a thing. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Let's not. Dwayne Cooley says, "Are you guys more exci- uh, more excited for Murphy versus Brian than Roman versus Murphy?" My excitement level shot up when I saw the announcement. Yeah, Brian Mur- Brian versus Murphy should be brilliant. Yeah. I went to bed last night. Before I went to bed, I said to my girlfriend in the bed, "I'm really looking forward to Raw tomorrow." <laughs> yeah. And she went, "What's that?" And I said, "The show I watch every Tuesday morning. Keep up." She went, "Oh, but then you usually you usually like dreading it a bit. Like it's been really good." And I feel the same about SmackDown. I'm into WWE for the first time. It's good to be a fan again. (laughs) Since running a wrestling channel. Uh, Only a few more left. We've got Tomo back again. Tomo. Tomo. uh, I like King Chopper Whopper. Sounds like a good merch idea. Chopper Whopper. Yeah, merch for Chopper Whopper. Let's not. Uh, REI Gamer and Geek says, A very merry unbirthday, King Chopper. Thank you. But it's... Yeah, it's de- birth. totally your it's birthday, though. Birthday. Definitely not. Um, Jobber JJ is back to uh, to say, I'll make it a thing. Uh, <laughs> plus, I 
I oh I'm I'm also wearing a crown and a belt. <laughs> okay. Sure thing, man. If you're wearing a crown at home, tweet us. Oh, well, we can't just yeah. tell, we can't just take this. Yeah, I was gonna say I want proof. Yeah. Pixar it didn't happen. Uh, Chad Rick Clark says, "Did you guys hear Evolution might be coming back?" I assumed the pay per view, not the faction. Oh right, <laughs> I was gonna say really. Oh, I I thought they they weren't bringing it back. No, I think they did say something. I did. I saw some story about Evolution too. I think it was supposed to be they're not doing an Evolution 2 because they're going to do an all-women's SmackDown, I think probably around the time of the Saudi show, because uh-huh. the Saudi show is on a Thursday, and SmackDown's going to be on a Friday now. Yeah. So they won't have all the talent oh, what, to come back. Oh, the women on the show for Saudi? Oh, I don't know why they're not, really. Mm. Yeah. No, forefront of really change. Say? Mm. Mm. Forefront of change. Um, uh, Jobber JJ comes back again to say, Pete, you're welcome for King Chopper Whopper. <laughs> Thanks. Jamie Adams says, where the hell is Jason Jordan? Uh, injured. Transitioned yeah, into a producer role. Very unfortunately Most likely injured. retired. Uh, Jonathan Bryan says, any chance of them going with Andrade and Charlotte as king and queen? Yeah, but that, you'd have to make them an on-screen couple. And I, and I don't want that. Yeah, this year has not been a good year for portraying real-life couples on screen. And finally, Erica Duran, Luke Owen's real number one fan, real all in capitals, says, King Chopper, joined late but wanted to know, who is your all-time favorite wrestler, guys? Uh, Raven is mine. Uh, Kurt Angle. What about you, Chopper? I don't know. I haven't really (laughs) thought about it properly. I'd need some time for that one. Come on, just knee-jerk reaction. First first name that comes to your head. I can't, no. Because there's people I'm into now, but I can't think of, like, all time. Kind or of overall. Who was the first person you were like, ooh. Yeah, when you first got into wrestling, which was fairly recently. Well, I mean, I used to watch it when I was a kid, and I got very excited for The Rock. Well, there you go. So there the, you go. The, the, the Rock, Rock, but it's a bit he's not my favourite of all time, probably. And then finally, Short Kid Gamer and Javanshu Dua for donating, but with no message. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. I just want everyone to know that the outro is now going to be even shorter because Ollie Davis spent the last five minutes fanning around with the sets. I've got magazines to sell. <laughs> I needed it to be in the shop without glare. Yeah, without And the glare. last time this happened, and I didn't take time on it, I sprayed the only <laughs> almanac we had in adhesive glue yeah. rather than non-reflective spray. I told Steve about that when he mm. uh, when he came to the studio. And he was like, why is this so sticky? And I was like, fun story. Just leave it up to his imagination. Oh, yeah. Just, time, I, I literally just left it there. I was yeah. like, fun story. I've got to set up this stream now. So uh, <laughs> sit there in silence for a little bit. Uh, this is an email that came in from uh, Brandon, who maybe I'll do this one for another day, but if you can give some quick advice to him. He says, hi, Luke. My name is Brandon. I've been a rest talk. I've been a fan of rest talk since a few weeks before you came on. And I've been an avid fan ever since. If you remember a long time ago, you referenced that 70s show and said it was based out of Green Bay like Raw was. And some fan called you a C word. Wow, I don't remember that. Yeah, that was me. Oh. And, and oh my gosh, uh, it was a complete joke. It was actually my first ever comment on a YouTube video, and I felt starstruck when you mentioned it on the following ramble. I'm sorry I offended you. It's because I referenced it because I thought he got so offended that I mistook. Because it's based in Wisconsin, which mm. is where Green Bay is, but apparently it's a different town to Wisconsin, and that was so offensive ah. he called me a C-word. 
So it was it was a jokey c word. Yes, but of course which that is yeah yeah. But I was also bearing in time when I was just getting called that, you know, because I was doing the news. Mm. So I just thought that's just another reason to call me one. Yeah, it's nice when people think, ah, oh, you took that one the wrong way. <laughs> no, no, I took it probably the the ninety percent correct way. <laughs> you need to add some emojis in there if you mean it sarcastically. Indeed. Right, anyway, let's rush through this. He just says, I'm writing today to say thank you, watching Ollie and yourself. All this time has inspired me to go get a YouTube career for myself with my best friend. We're starting out a Let's Play channel and plan on keep on going whilst expanding into other mediums such as interviews, etc. I was wondering if you have any advice on how to become so successful on YouTube as you guys are killing it. Sorry, we're going to have to crush you. <laughs> Sounds like competition <laughs> to me. So what we're going to do when you start your daily show, we're going to put our developmental Patreon stuff on to counter it. Mm. Oh, Le nice. I learn from the yeah, best. I, like I learn from the best. Uh, yeah, I guess just be consistent. And uh, here it's going to come. Stay true to yourself. There it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it's uh, what makes you you. That's the unique thing you've got to offer. Thank you. I can't say that, honestly. <laughs> no. Well, but it's I true. It's like a cliche, but that's probably the best advice. But I sound like a tit. <laughs> Thank you to Frank who sent in an email um, putting over Beth's commentary because I said that she added nothing to the takeover events and uh, he was arguing her corner. And lastly, this is from Gareth who says, Hi Luke, just listened to Saturday's ramble and one thing really concerned me. Uh-oh. When discussing the possibility of doing a show in the North, Ollie mentioned about possibly being at a show in Nottingham. That is not the North. <laughs> I appreciate as a Londoner, the North is anything above the Watford Gap. The north as a Scouser living in Yorkshire, Nottingham is definitely not the North. I only say this as I would love you guys to do a show in the actual North, as Nottingham is still about 100 miles away from here. Keep up the consistent work. Thanks. Okay. It's more okay. like the Midlands, I suppose. Okay. I've got, is Nottingham in the North or the South? This is from Nottinghamshire Live's website. It's a question that has vexed commentators and clever types for years. We look at both sides of the Great Divide. Ooh, this is not a yes or no answer. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Well, it seems to be at the tippity top of the Midlands, but the Midlands is mainly Birmingham and Wolverhampton. Or as, for our American listeners, Birmingham. Yes, Birmingham. Um... <clears throat> Well, okay. Well, that's that's disappointing. It just says it's more of a state of mind. <laughs> well, uh, there you go. So technically, we weren't wrong yeah. when we said it was the North. And, you know, your email was wrong instead. Um, I just, do you know what? And the only reason I'm, I feel like I'm being a bit defensive at the moment, all, every email I got over the weekend was saying something we, we did wrong or people disagreeing with us or people telling us to change things. So I was just like, Christ on a bike. We've opened up a floodgates with this whole super chat debate. It almost just, now everyone just feels the need to email mm. and tell us when we're being tits. Yeah. I miss the days when we had little, a little amount of listeners and people just liked what we were doing. Do that on the iTunes reviews, <laughs> but just do it five stars, but then do like quite scathing criticism. <laughs> But we are now out of time. Um, actually, no, I'm going to read this one out uh, quickly. No, I'm not, because Pete's just giving me the eye. Oh, that was a stink eye. <laughs> that was a bit of a stink eye <laughs> there. So, so, sorry, Jim, we'll read out your email uh, on another day. Actually, we read out your email where you said that he popped big for something that you said, and then you really downplayed it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got a follow-up to that. Fantastic. Anyway, so that'll come on tomorrow's email. Sorry, Jim. I think it was American accents yes. from international schools. Mean Pete is giving me the stink eye, so now we've got to Thank end you. this. So, again, <laughs> me. 
So we're going to have to pull this to a close. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with the SmackDown review. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.